Welcome to today's study with Pastor Rick. Reaching thousands around the world by radio and online, Pastor Rick provides answers to the challenges of everyday living. All right, this is your day. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. You are with me today, and we're going to buckle up and ride through the Bible and find some answers for your life. It's real easy to accept where you are. It takes courage to change your life direction. Let me show you some simple principles that can help you change and engage your life. Now, life gets better if you try. Now, if you sit there and accept it, it won't. But if you want to be different, if you want to see your life lifted to another place, today is the day. So enjoy. Let's go right into the service and enjoy today's message. Today, I start a new part of the series for the year. The series, the year is divided in my mind in three parts. We've already done the first part. Now we start the second part. The one question that I started the year with was, if you look in the mirror, when you look in the mirror, is that the person you dream you'd be? If that's not the person you dream you'd be, what, what happened? I talked about for the last four months, first of all, what happened to me for one month? I talked about that. Remember I talked about you didn't know. You didn't have knowledge. You didn't have the understanding, so you made decisions that you didn't understand. Second month, I talked about what happened to my money. Some of you say, that's a good question, right? <laughs> then the third month, I talked about what happened to my what? Family. Family. You were here, right? Yes. Oh, come on. Y'all mess with me now. Come on now. <laughs> what happened to who? Me, what happened to my money, and what happened to my family, and last month was what? What happened to my children? Now, we've been talking about what happened. Now we change. Now we're going to talk about what to do about what happened to me. What do you do about it? You already told me what happened to me, so what do I do? Well, here's the word for the month. You ready? Say, rethink everything. I want you to rethink everything. There comes a time in your life when you have to change. You have to back up and say, this needs to be rethought. This contract doesn't work. The way we're flowing, the way we're communicating, the way things are going, it just, it just needs to be rethought. And so I want to show you a guy who had to rethink everything. I want to show you a guy in living color who had to ask that Hard question, what in my life, and that's the big question for today, what in my life needs to be rethought? What in my life, if I'm really honest, if I sit down and tell the truth, this is not working. This is not the pathway to success. If you remember, if you've you know, been in school, you know that the, the people who make the grades make a decision. And I got professors in here and people who teach, and they can tell the student who gets it. The student decides to act like a student. Cut off cell phone, not be available during certain hours, they're in the library or they're where they're supposed to be. It used to be the library, now it's, you know, they're studying. Their friends are told, they're on notice. This is my study hours, you know I'm not available. Can't answer your questions now. Call me back in five hours. Or I'll call you, better yet. There's something about making that bold decision. When I first went to college, I couldn't make it. I remember I was a freshman in my undergrad, my undergraduate grades show it. I mean, I just really didn't have the passion and the focus. And I, my biggest problem was clarity, mentorship. Someone said, come here, you're a student now, okay? You're not, this is not the time to go make a bunch of money. You're not supposed to be a millionaire. 
stopped all this entrepreneurial stuff. It's fine on the side for fun, but you need to get these books done. This is your focus. Do this for 36 months, 48 months, change your life. This will give you the foundation to do the things you want to do. If you can, if you, if you can go back, some of you can go back and you tell yourself that. You say, you know what? <laughs> you are so right. I am off focus. And because I'm off focus, God can't bless me the way he wants to. And if you're not careful, you won't realize you don't think right. And this guy is an example of it, and i got to hurry and get through it. So let me show you. 1 Kings chapter 12. His name is Rehoboam. He's the son of Solomon. And in your sermon notes, I want you to notice with me, in 1 Kings 12, this is a guy who is uh, stepping into power. It's his first time. He, all of us know who King Solomon was, the great ruler of Israel. This guy's smart, full of wisdom, wrote the book of Proverbs, most of it rather. And he has all of this, these great accolades, built great cities. Rehoboam is about to be approached by a guy named Jeroboam. Say Jeroboam. Rehoboam. Rehoboam is the son of Solomon. Jeroboam is a servant. Re Jeroboam has had some incident with, with uh, his dad, with uh, Solomon years ago, so he runs away. And now the people really like Jeroboam. No, they like him a lot. And so now when the new king comes in, they say, well, Jeroboam, could you go in on our behalf or with us to speak to the new king, the up-and-coming king, and ask him to rule a different way? So listen to what happens. This is 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 1. And Rehoboam went to Shisham for all of Israel uh, to make him king. So it happened, verse 2, when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, this is in 1 Kings 12, uh, heard it, he was still in Egypt, for he had fled from the presence of King Solomon and had been dwelling in Egypt. Verse 3, then they sent and called him. They called for this guy. They called for Jeroboam. They trusted his leadership. They didn't want to go talk to the new king without, the, without Jeroboam being there. It's amazing. Then Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, they came saying these words. Now I want you to listen. They are now in the rethink the leader mode. And there are three things I want to quickly say that I'm going to talk about, so you make sure you follow me, okay? I'm going to talk to you today about rethinking your leader, rethinking your history, and rethinking who, who you listen to. Say those with me, please. Say, rethink your leader, rethink your history, and rethink who you listen to. What you see in verse 1 through verse 3, the verses I've read, is they're rethinking their leader. They're deciding, do we want to follow you? There is that season in, in time when you pull over and you rethink the leader. Do you want to follow that person? There comes a moment when you have to decide that. I did this study last year in May of, uh, it's in 2014, and, and what I love about our sermon system is if you go to overcomingbyfaith.org, okay, and you click on sermons, when you click on sermons, when you look at the sermon, there's a list that says sermons 2014, sermons 2015. They took all the sermons, it's so cool, and put them on one page. So if you go back to our sermons 2014, you can click on May and hear the series I'm talking about, the whole thing with the sermon notes, it's so cool. You can watch it or listen to it, however you want to do it. It's really cool. And what you do is, in the sermon series, I answered the question of submission. Whenever you ask somebody to submit to you, you're saying, you can trust me. Submitting to me will not hurt you. And it's a wonderful study of, of the power of submission. But a lot of people don't realize that when, when you're a leader, people choose 
They decide, do I trust you? Is it safe for me? That's the question. Is it safe? Well, these people come to Rehoboam and they say, you know, we really want you to consider because of history, a few facts. So look with me now as they rethink history. Verse four, your father made our yoke heavy. They start out with a strong accusation. It was hard to follow your dad. It was really difficult. Now, therefore, lighten the burdensome service of your father. We worked too many hours into your dad. He built all these cities, all these houses, all this stuff that everybody comes in town to see. But people died building this stuff. Seven days a week, you know, if you want to be craftsmen and you're really good, there were no days off. This was hard work. And his heavy, he said, your father, lighten the burdensome service of your father and his heavy yoke, which he put on us, and we will serve you. If you do that, we'll serve you. Verse 5 of 1 Kings 12. So he said to them, depart three days and then come back and talk to me. Now, that's good. At least he's saying, okay, well, you know, guys, let me think about it. Now, I like the fact that he's willing to do something that I believe changes your life. He's opening the door for more than one. There's a verse in the Bible. Write this down. It's not in your notes. It's Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 through 20. Matthew 18, 19 through 20. Here's what it says. If two of you gather, if two of you agree... In my name, there am I in the midst. Truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything, they, they ask, it will be done for them. For where two or three gather, gather together in my name, God responds when you, don't work, when you don't work alone. If you are working alone, doing it all, paying all the bills, doing everything yourself, God doesn't join that. It's only when you unite Partnership. God's big on that. He sent the disciples out two by two in Matthew 10. There's something about sending people out together, working together. That's what makes it work. It's, it's not being isolated. You, you can't, I, I made this mistake. Don't make this mistake. Trying to be a soloist. Trying to be a solo leader. If you're a single parent, find a friend. You build a network. Get together, talk about it. Share. There's something powerful about doing that. When you isolate yourself, that's why you don't feel good because you weren't designed to be that way. And so he, he tells them, he says, okay, guys, go away. I'll talk. I'll think it through. Now, I want you to notice the profound message, though, that he has to think through. History. What's true in history? Can you face that? I like the fact that they said historically there is, there is evidence that this is, this is not going to work. Your father built a lot of stuff, but this is a bad way to go forward. History has proven this will not work. I read, I read something one day that was really touching to me. The guy said he was talking about trust and faith. And he said there has to be a basis for trust and faith. Have faith in me. Okay, what's the basis for that historically? What's the basis for trusting you? There has to be some evidence. I can't just blindly trust. There's something profound happening here in this man's life. This is a rethinking moment. If he takes advantage of it, the world can be different. But the problem is who he listens to. So you got to rethink who you listen to in these moments. Because you can listen to a voice that's either an elder voice with experience or an immature voice that's just safe for you. So notice the two groups he listens to. And there are two great lessons here. The first lesson is listen to people who challenge what has not worked. Say that with me, please. Come on. Listen to people who have challenged. 
they look at you and say, okay, listen, you're in school. You failed the last two classes. This isn't working. Don't view that as judgment. Don't ever confuse coaching with criticism. There's a difference. There's something about coaching. You can't see everything. Listen to people who are elders. And that doesn't just mean age. That means experience. I want you to listen to what he says in verse 6 here. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who stood before his father, 1 Kings 12 and 6. These are the people who knew Solomon when he still lived. And he asked them a question. How do you advise me to answer these people? What do you want me to tell them? They said to him, and I put this in both prints in your notes. Look at it. If you will be a servant to these people today, servant leadership. If you'll be a servant and serve them and answer Big statement. Answer their questions and speak good words to them that they will be your servants forever. You know, the sign of, of a, and this is a balance I've got I, in my own leadership I have to be careful about. I believe that you should be able to ask me questions. I believe that there's a right time to do that. I think there's a point where that can be used as a weapon or it can be used improperly. Because there are times when leaders make decisions and people should just kind of, okay, well, we talked about it, it's time to move forward. And it doesn't always need to be answered to your satisfaction. That's the challenge in my job. I have to make sure, okay, I listen, but I don't need to be under your, 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 your you know what I mean? Your, I got to convince you that I'm right. I don't, I don't believe a leader will always be right. I just have to lead. I try not, I try to be right, but I can't always be right. I'm going I'm to make mistakes. But I think it's important for you never to take the position as a follower that I need to answer to your satisfaction. That's a delicate balance. They're saying to him, all we want you to do is listen to us. And don't talk to us in tones that are unfair. That's what they wanted. And, they'll, and they said, we'll be your servant forever. The guys told them, we'll be your servant. They'll be your servants forever. The people long for this, obviously under Solomon, but they didn't have a voice. So what happens? He listens to those who have no experience, just his friends. Look at verse 8. He rejected the advice which the elders had given him and consulted the young men, big statement, who had grown up with him. Guys in the neighborhood. Homies. What do you think, man? They tried to tell me to be soft. Now, now I want you to know he already decided before he asked his friend. He liked the strong side of his father. He liked the power side of his dad. You got to be careful what part of leadership you like. You know, it's funny. I watch guys that want to be pastors. And you know, you know what they like? You know, like? They like this. Jagged, in front, cameras. They do. They, they, I, sometimes I hear guys teach, all oh, America, I know you're looking at me. I want to say, no, I'm not. Click, you know, <laughs> I'm looking at you. I mean, you, you know, you just want to get, come on, man, it's making you crazy. It's, it's, you know, you don't want to, you know, it's making you crazy. Why are you preaching that long? People are tired. Let them go home. They're tired. <laughs> have you ever, not today, <laughs> not today, have you ever been, have you ever heard a sermon and you thought, that is absolutely too long? Raise your hand. Put your hands up high. I want to see you. Father, touch all these people. No. I, mean, I mean, you do. You go, man, this is ridiculous. I don't went to sleep and woke up. He's still talking. <laughs> that was out for 20 minutes. I 
went to a graveside, and that boy preached so long, I wanted to crawl in the grave myself. <laughs> I said, they're dead, you gonna kill all us too? What in the world are you doing? <laughs> Can I ramble a minute? I've heard some guys, I said, no, I'm, I'm trying not, don't, I hope it's not me today, but Lord, I hear, I said, what, what is your point? What is the message? I'm confused too. I said, you know, and I see, and I know, because I used to sing preach a lot, so I'm not against sing preaching. Uh, you know, I used to, when you get lost, that's a good way to, to fake it till you make it. You get lost and people not with you. Oh, come on now. Oh, huh? well, yeah. In my head, I'm saying, oh, help me, God, I'm lost. I'm confused. Where am I? I don't know. So, now, that's what I, not everybody's doing. Not everybody's doing that. I know that. But sometimes. I had some friends tell me they do it. They get up and don't have a sermon. They get up in front of the people. Don't have, oh, no, I'm right. I know. Hold on. They get up and, they, and they, they, they don't have a sermon. Some guys don't study until the night before. That's common. I call that bondage. I want to go to the movies on Saturday night. But I'll hang out with my girl. I don't want to be studying sermons on Friday or Saturday. Those are my date nights. Amen. I don't have time for sermons. I'm with Diane looking at her. <laughs> Going out, praise the Lord. Anyway, what was that? Anyway. So I, I had a friend tell me, he got up, he said, when he gets up to preach and he don't have something to say, he said, Quiet, come back and sing that song again. Come back and sing that song. And then I had one say, I just opened the Bible, wherever it falls. So that's it, praise God. Ezekiel, oh Jesus, chapter one. And the word of the Lord came. Y'all ever had the word of the Lord come? The word of the Lord does come. I believe the word come. When the word come, the word change your life. Come on, say amen. Don't be dead today. The word coming. And the word's coming right now. Amen. <laughs> came to Ezekiel. That's right. It came to a man named Ezekiel. And that's how the word comes. And he said, get up sometime. You got to get up. You got to get up. You sitting down. You're not preaching. Boy, you reading a verse. And what is that? That is not a message. You did not think that through. <laughs> Next time you hear that, you're going to say, when is that when that guy, is that the guy? <laughs> Y'all got me off, it's your fault. <laughs> say, rethink your leader, <laughs> rethink your history, <laughs> and rethink who you listen to. <laughs> he's now listening, not to the elders, he's listening to guys with no experience, and they basically tell him these words. If you skip down, he said, tell them, if I can paraphrase it, you can read it there in your notes. We're going to be, I want you to be tough. Your little finger should be tougher than your daddy's waist. Let them know, when you go back out there, let them know you're not going to play around. And I want you to go to number three in your notes and watch what he did. This is incredible. My father chasing you, I'm sorry, he said in verse 11, my father chasing you with whips, but I'm going to chasing you with scourges. And then in number three, watch this tone. The king, in verse 13, answered the people roughly, seated in bold prints, and rejected the advice which the elders had given him. Verse 15, so the king did not listen to the people. And I want you to notice there was what I call a result report. Whenever you are rethinking who you listen to, first of all, Make sure you look at what the result of listening to those people brought in your life. And I call it a result report. Watch what happens when he says this to the people. They say in verse 16, what share have we in David? 
We have no inheritance. There's nothing in this for me. When a person comes to that conclusion, you're in trouble. Because they figure there's nothing in this for us. There's nothing in it. You know, kids can come to this conclusion. There's no reason for me to be committed to you because you're not committed to me. There's no devotion. I mean, please, and parents can really learn from this because any leader can learn from this. People can vote you out. You can have a title. You can be their birth parent, but they can decide there's nothing of benefit in communing with you because out of 10 conversations, nine of them you criticize me. When I come over, it's my body, my clothes, it's my house, it's my husband, it's my children, it's me, it's my hair. You don't like anything about me. So why come? And then you say, why don't you come? Well, you know, who wants to come over to the criticism zone? Somebody asked me, so how do you get your kids to like you when they're, when they're older? I said, love them when they're younger. Embrace them. Talk about them. Go where they want to go. When's the last time you took them anywhere? I'm going through this whole grandfather research thing, and people are having fun laughing at me, talking about, yeah, you're doing your research, because I'm talking about my research I'm doing, right? When you see the baby, you're going to just throw everything away and cast away all your research and become this really excited person who glows. Okay, I probably will. I mean, I probably will. I'll probably show you pictures and do all kinds of stuff, right? I probably will. Count on it. But when the glowing's over, studies say grandparents can become distant. Studies say there are different kind of grandfathers. They're grandfathers who talk about it, but then they're grandfathers who do things, who have dates with their grandchildren. When's the last time you took your granddaughter anywhere? When's the last time you took your grandson anywhere? Just the two of you. When's the last time you invested? Oh, it's Cody Grandma. I want you to pause for a minute and think about this for a minute. All I got to do is ask you, tell me your grandfather's story. Tell me your grandparents' story beyond going to the house and eating all the food you shouldn't eat and going home and with your parents with a hurt stomach. I mean, I'm okay, I'm sorry. That's not true. Every grandparent's not like that. I don't know. I'll learn. I'm a rookie. I'll figure this out. But here's the truth. I have to find a way to make sure nobody feels like these people feel in my family, whether it be my children or my grandchildren, whoever it is I have, blessed to have. This leader communicated in a way that said, it's all about me and it's not about you. I'm going to take a big chance and I'm going to say this. You tell your kids on, about your great vacations and you never take them anywhere. Me and your daddy going on a cruise because we got jobs. <laughs> and you don't go. And then you bring back your little big pictures with your big hats and your clothes and your shirts. And you give them a T-shirt for $5. Thank you. Even if you had the money, you wouldn't take them. Because if you're not careful, see, see, I just, I just have a different philosophy. I think that's why they're the way they are. That's why they go hang out with some little boy, some little girl someplace, because at least they have time for them. I, I'm, 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 I'm grieved. That's not like that in every culture, by the way. I travel too much to know that. I see... All families, sometimes. I won't, I, won't, I won't start this ethnic thing, but I'm telling you, everybody doesn't think that way. And you've got to decide in your life 
what you want. This guy was at a moment when he could rethink everything and he could change everything. He could make it different. But instead of listening to the elder people, he listened to the younger people and he made a decision that lost him 10 tribes, 12 tribes in Israel. 10 went with Jeroboam and two went with him. And let me tell you, that was only God's grace that the two stayed with him. He did that in behalf of Solomon. Everybody would have left him. People rethink your leader. And people rethink whether they want to follow you or not. And you need to pause, look at history, and say, has this been good or has this been tough? I have seen people who don't listen and make an incredible assumption. It can't happen to me. Oh, but it can. Oh, it can. You can rise up one day and every single thing that you now presently have changes because you refuse to rethink everything. You refuse to go to God and say, Lord, what's the right decision? What, do I, what about my appetite that needs to be adjusted? In your life, what needs to be rethought? Well, life could be a journey. I pray what you heard today has helped you in your journey and you find some keys that can help you find the way to stay calm, cool and collected and treasure God through your circumstance. It's so easy to lose perspective, but God is faithful. My name is Pastor Ricky Temple. Thank you for being with us. You be blessed and stay focused. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message from Pastor Ricky Temple. Watch more encouraging messages from Pastor Rick at www.rickytemple.tv. If you'd like a copy of this message, click on the bookstore tab at rickytemple.com where you can watch Pastor Rick live and get information about our ministry. Join us next time for another uplifting message.